Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 44. This is Brandon Chin broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to talk about sake or alcohol in Japan. Uh, for those who know me, I quit drinking last September. And so it's been over a year now that I haven't taken a drink. And the reason I did it is not because I was an alcoholic, as most people ask when I say that I quit drinking. Uh, it was just so that I could wake up in the morning early and write, focus on my writing. So in Japan and in some, most places in East Asia, drinking is uh, a way to, well, as in the West as well, a way to bond, right, socially. And it's important in Japan, especially when you're working at a company, because uh, they have what they call nomikai, and this is where people get to know each other outside the office and deepen the bond uh, that you have with your colleagues as well as with your boss. And you can tell that this type of sentiment extends beyond people that work in the same company, and people usually want to go out for a drink when they to get to know you, right? Especially uh, older dudes. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know, maybe an escape from their normal daily lives. I've been asked many times, hey, let's go for a drink. Oh, sorry, I don't drink. Oh, okay. And in some ways, this also allows me to weed out the people that just want to drink with a gaijin or a foreigner. Uh, as, like I said, some type of escape from their daily life, or so they can take a picture and show their friends or something, I don't know, tell their friends a cool story. Uh, but it's important in Japan because I think a lot of people aren't able to share their feelings and how they in, you know, their daily lives without getting a little bit tipsy. It doesn't come as easy, right? It doesn't mean people can't do it, but they're just not. Many Japanese are not accustomed to uh, speaking frankly or, or yeah, saying how they feel. And the drink helps it come out, slide off the tongue a little bit easier. So a lot of people are ready to go uh, drinking when they when they want to get to know you better. Um, yeah, so I've I've been able to, with this, uh, not only have I been able to preserve my health, uh, but I can pick and choose the people that I spend my time with. I'm not just going out uh, every time somebody invites me to drink, or uh, do I ever feel, I don't feel the obligation anymore to be out at night and have to get a beer or I usually when I did drink I would drink like uh, well, when I wasn't in Japan whiskey and then here sake or shochu and, and the reason is because uh, I would just drink a couple and I would be set right whereas uh, in Japan many people when you go out, they, they always say, Toriyaizu nama, or they start out with, a, with a, a big pint of beer, 
and um, from the tap, yeah, and uh, you continue on from there to harder alcohols. But you know, uh, I just I don't care for I didn't care for the taste of the drinks. I just wanted the feeling of being tipsy or drunk, right? And so I would try to get there as fast as possible, and what that required was like uh, a whiskey uh, or something, and then I'd be set for the night. And so in Japan, though, you are when you're going out, out like you'll see some salary men that um, over the weekend it's their time to release uh, from all the stresses in their daily in their daily working lives, so they go kind of crazy and uh, overdrink to the point that they uh, fall asleep on the street. And it happens a lot in Tokyo and, of course, other big cities as well. So I remember seeing one time, actually, where was that? I think it was in Hokkaido, in Sapporo. And I was walking, yeah, it was late at night. I was on the street walking back to my uh, accommodation. And this dude, he might have been Kyoto, actually. It's been so long. I've been in Japan for a while. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, actually not that long compared to some other people. But I've seen some stuff. Not that it's crazy. But anyway, this guy was hanging his head out the taxi, uh, door. And, um, I remember so clearly because the taxi driver's face, I saw it from, like, behind. So this guy was, Poking his door, poking his head out the left-hand door, and while his hand was uh, on the on the door handle from the inside, he was puking, right? But the puke was just noodles. It wasn't. There wasn't any juice. It was like straight. It looked like somewhat somebody just left a ramen shop with the bowl and took out the noodles. And just put it there on the floor, right underneath his uh, head, his mouth. And sprinkled some, I don't know, spices on top. Because it was it was so perfect. It looked like you could eat it. How disgusting that sounds. But it looked like you could eat it off, of the, off the street. And the taxi driver's face. The taxi driver's face was so clearly, uh, well, frustrated. But it was like, it was so, it was just so funny because he was like pissed off looking back, but he knew he couldn't do anything, right? He's just like, ah, oh. he's throwing up, but he's my kyaksa, he's my customer, so you could tell it was, it was like a silent uh, anger, and it was so funny to see, uh, um, because I'm not suffering, he's suffering, right? It's always fun to laugh at other people's suffering. But anyway, he, he, uh, it was just a funny scene to see. And I think it's not uncommon in the big cities because most people use drinking as a way to escape. And that's not to say people don't drink leisurely and can control themselves. And, you know, I've actually heard something that we say, Two drinks is you're enjoying yourself, right? Once you get to that third drink, then you are consciously uh, opting into losing your control or 
basically breaking your boundaries and getting into an immature state kind of thing. When you're operating from like a functional adult state, you understand that, hey, two, at two drinks, I'm good, and I don't need anything else to enjoy myself tonight. And of course, people have different tolerances and stuff like that, but on average, I think that's the, that's the limit. In any case, I think I'll probably continue not drinking uh, for the foreseeable future. And I think the only thing, I, I don't crave it. The only thing I miss is uh, tasting the local sake or shochu because it's like, it's, it's another way to know the area in the community. But even that, I mean, I don't know. I could have like one... Uh, next year in February when they uh, have the new sake near Shiraito Notaki, which is Shiraito Falls. In February they have this uh, the ceremony where they do the shiing, shiing, no, shiing, uh, where they taste, they test the new batch of sake. And I might go there and try that out. But beyond that, Socially, I don't have any interest, and I'm fine when I go into a, a place. I can talk to anybody, and I don't feel uh, like I need a drink to relax or open up. So, that's drinking in Japan. When you come, you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you'll notice, especially older dudes like to, like to treat you out. So, uh, be prepared. Um, if you want more Everyday Japan, like always, go to brandonshin.net backslash raw. Pop in the email address and I'll send you some stories. Otherwise, if you want to come to Japan, you can go directly to brandonshin.net backslash change. And I have a guide experience for you that is not um, rigid and formulaic. It's personalized to what you want to do and who you want to become. When you, when you go back, when you return home, and you get some well, special perks that you do not get in other tour or guide experiences. So go to brandonchin.net backslash change. Check out that page. You can book a call or buy directly. And I'll see you on the next episode. Take care of yourself. Oh.